0: But we've gotten really out of touch with listening to our bodies. And then the other thing that's hard is when you do listen to your body, you kind of don't know what it's saying. You're like, I hear you. I do. I do hear you. It's like, you know, listening to a toddler. Like I get it. I get it. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. you're real passionate about something right now. I just don't know what it
1: is. You know, um, yeah. I think that analogy is perfect. Welcome to the jealous vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. Today, we are joined by... April Cunningham, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness,
0: also known as The Balancer.
1: In today's episode... Lisa and I are having a conversation. We're picking up a conversation we had in California around how our genes are not the sole predictors of the outcome of our health. And we sat at Cafe Gratitude one morning, uh, enjoying the California sun because Lisa and I both love, (laughs) we both love California. And we started to talk around this quote. Lisa, will you share the quote?
0: Yeah, so I stumbled across this qu- quote when I was doing some uh, just studying about nutrition. And the quote was, um, Your genetics load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger.
1: Mm. Right. It's like a mic drop on that. Yeah. Mm.
0: And so the interesting part about that is, th- I feel like those words are very strong. Um, but it was talking about how really important your nutrition and your lifestyle choices are because there, there are things that can be switched on and off depending on, uh, the decisions that you make
1: genetically. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have, and this is certainly true of me. I thought, Oh my goodness. I remember, um, when I, before, um, earlier in my thirties, I remember thinking if I don't have a kid, they say that my, um, Uh, probability of having breast cancer is higher because apparently uh, having a child intercepts the estrogen production and estrogen production is linked to higher probability of breast cancer. And I remember having a freak out moment of like, snap, but I'm not ready to have a kid. Um, (laughs) And what if I don't want to have a kid? Uh, Are my genes going to get me? And this quote is so powerful to me because uh, psychologists talk about nature and nurture influence who we are. And I think this is the other, this is another side of that, that yes, your genes and your lifestyle choices influence your health. Um, you're not condemned to one or the other, it's both. And I think, I think people need to know that. I think people need to to feel that. So you and I, as you and I were talking, we're thinking about, um, I think I mentioned the China study, talks about that, how um, the casein that comes from dairy can absolutely turn on or turn off cancer cells. Yeah. Which I think that's Mm. (laughs) mind-blowing. And as somebody like myself with a dairy allergy, um, I consumed dairy for more than half of my life, but not realizing having the symptoms, but not realizing what I was doing to my body, um, the idea that this one choice could dramatically affect whether I get cancer or not in combination with my genes, because clearly I have a dairy intolerance and that's genetically influenced, probably also environmentally influenced, right? Cause yeah. you didn't yeah. have trouble with dairy or as much trouble in dairy when we were in Europe. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think this is really fascinating. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing that was fascinating to me about it and and I thought about, you know, all the people who just think that they don't have any control over, you know, my mom had cancer and my grandma had cancer. So I'm going to have cancer, too. But the idea that your lifestyle can turn on or turn off certain things, that's I really the, the turn off part really stuck with me because. Uh, we've talked about this before. You are the people who raised you. Those are the habits that you form. We, We had that great episode with Alice Quist where we talked about, you know, the fundamental core of your personality is shaped between zero and seven. So if your grandma had cancer and she's eating bacon every morning for breakfast and your mom learns to eat breakfast, learns to eat bacon every morning for breakfast, she also has cancer, that it's both things happening. You have some genetics, but if you decide not to have bacon every morning for breakfast, how will that shift the outcome of what happens next? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I really wanted to get into the nutrition course. It's so funny because I take all these courses and you always laugh at me because you're like, what are you even going to do with all this stuff? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what are you even going to do with this? But it's just fascinating to me. I, I I say all the time on the podcast, I think education is so important when you're talking about food and nutrition and not believing the hype, you know? Um, because there's so much information out there. Avocados are good for you. Avocados aren't good for you. You got to eat fats. You shouldn't eat fats. You know, it's like yeah. all of these different things. But if you understand, like, how different compounds and chemicals and nutrients work inside the body and what they're good for and what they're not good for. And you're consciously eating things to combat one thing or the other, then I I feel like you're winning, you know, you and I both have talked about learning more about food, um, kind of more in a medicinal way, right. Of learning how to really use food, um, to heal, to heal yourself. And yes, um, and so that that idea that you absolutely can and and i i watch all this stuff and read all this stuff um and people talk about that uh, you know they get diagnosed with cancer and they switch to like this plant-based diet and they're eating these you know fruits and vegetables that are high in um like what you need to combat free radicals and of course free radicals are the way that your body Uh, gets rid of toxins in your system if you can't effectively eliminate the toxins they build up in your system they cause things like cancer but if you eat foods like beets which totally uh, help with free radicals they help destroy them and help your body eliminate toxins then you can push that stuff out of your system and you're not maybe going to have the same effects as someone else who's not doing those things and so I don't know
1: yeah (laughs) yeah you were
0: very fascinating to me
1: Right, you talked about this too. I think you and I were having a conversation about one of your clients, and you said she had cancer and she switched to a plant based lifestyle, and then uh, she's healthy. But as soon as she got pretty healthy, she switched back. Right, and yeah. and the idea being that um, I don't know what her her medical program was, but the plant based in combination with Mm -hmm. Um, she felt from her own words as we were talking, she felt that um, it made a difference. And I I do think that plants are useful for, not just useful, plants heal us as well as plants nourish us. Um, I make fun of you because you um, always have a course in mind. you always got a course in back pocket or you're just like, I just bought a course. And oddly enough, I'm Plotting on an herbologist or an herbal course, yeah, um, because because I love that the idea. And I remember our grandmother, great um, grandmother, who's part Cherokee. I remember her sitting at the ta- um, the in the kitchen counter, and I remember her mixing golden seal when she was sick, and I remember her putting garlic on a wound. And I I remember some of these things from very young that I remember that was my first impression of like oh food heals us. It's not just to be delicious. It's not just for pleasure either. It's also for function and the sweet spot is to find both. Um,
0: And unfortunately, I think that that's something that we've gotten away from, you know, when you look at other cultures, there are some cultures who still, you know, live close to the ground that way. Uh, Native American culture, sometimes uh, Indian culture, definitely uh, Western, Eastern Eastern, Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely Eastern cultures, they, they are closer to the ground, but I feel like we, as your typical 20th century, 21st century, um, Americans, we've gotten away from the medicinal use of food. Um, and we've gotten so consumed with counting your macros and trying to lose weight and, you know, look a certain way that we have forgotten that we can actually, we're, we're a lot more in charge of our health and our well being than we think we are simply by controlling what we put in our mouth.
1: Mm, that's powerful, right? Yeah, super.
0: It's super fascinating, which is why I always have a course in the back pocket because I'm always trying to learn more. And for me, I think it really helps. And I think it will be really useful for our audience as well but the more that I learn about these different things, the more I can make these educated decisions and it, it makes it easier to make good decisions. So like when I, uh, so I'm a hairstylist by trade and and that's my, my first love. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember sitting down with this doctor, um, naturopathic doctor. And she was talking about this. Well, you know, you come into contact with hair color and you're blow drying and even just the, the products that people put on their hair and blow dry. I mean, anybody that's gotten their hair blow dried and you see the smoke come off. I mean, hairstylists, we're, we're breathing that in, you know, and we're putting our hands in chemicals and shampoo and conditioner and all of those different things. So she sat down with me and she talked about all the different foods that are really good for helping your body to eliminate toxins, such as the fumes that you're breathing in every day, you help your body expel it, it. It, you help with your lung function and all of that different stuff. So now I'm like, oh man, you know what? I have like a Brazilian blowout today or whatever. So I'm gonna make sure that I get some beet juice so that I have a way to counteract some of these toxins that are going into my system. But it's like that educated decision of like I'm going to have beets today because I know I'm going to bombard my b- my body with toxins. Mm-hmm. It it makes such a big difference, you know, versus like oh I'm just going to eat whatever because I don't really know why and I'm hungry and whatever, but you can imagine especially for someone like me, sometimes there's no getting around it, right? It's it yeah. being a hairstylist, I'm going to be around toxins of sorts, whether it's in the shampoo or the color and I I am a colorist by by trade, so that's like my specialty. So, I'm going to be around the the chemicals right, but um, just having what you need to to be more educated about it and to counteract some of the negative effects um, and to kind of have a, a better grasp of what's going on in the body is, I think the sweet spot and the golden place for anybody,
1: right? For anybody to do, and and I think there are two, or maybe more than two approaches, but two that align uh, to your ethos, one that aligns to your ethos and one that aligns to mine. Um, and that is that your approach is to learn as much about it as you can. How does this work? Um, how does protein work in the body? How does this work in the body? How do you, you know, how do you counteract the effects to your point about beet juice? For me, I feel like, yes, as some education is good. And I feel inclined toward herbs and food, like really how to make preparations of herbal Um, medicines, if you will, but I also am an advocate for listening to the body. Like the body tells you when you've eaten something that doesn't align, and sometimes the body's in a hyperreactive state. Well, that's a signal of something. Okay, well, why are you in a hyperreactive state? Are you stressed? Also, maybe have have you had a death in the family recently or in your social circle? Because that all that raises your stress. And believe it or not, it has an effect on the body. The emotionality has a very strong effect on the body. So for me, I feel like, and this is part of my journey is that I've not always known, oh, I'm actually responding to this really stressful time at work. And so I'm eating cheese, which is a toxin from my body. <laughs> um, and I'm not counteracting that. And there were effects, there was visibility, things that are showing up for me, but I wanted to, I didn't realize that there all of the different things. I feel like people um, typically think of like, to your point about weight loss, um, we are fixated on looking a certain way, but the calories are much less important than the quality. Right. Um, and I, I you know, it's just, I remember counting my calories. I remember wanting to lose. And I actually did. I lost like 11 pounds when I was in my 20s. And I was just like, I need to, I'm just, I just need to eat fewer calories than I take in. And I had a calorie counting app and it was a mess. And a it was mess. stressful. A mess. <laughs> Nobody can live like that. Babies don't eat like that. Other humans before technology did not eat like that. Um, what I'm finding is, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh,
0: what I'm finding is, all of these different things uh, it can, whether it's it's weight or fatigue or th- all of the different things that people try to use diet to control they really misuse diet to control because a lot of those mm. things just show it's a it's an outward manifestation of the fact that you are misaligned in some way uh, whatever yes. that is and and the other thing is people try to detach, your diet from your emotions like you said did you have a death in the family because that the emotional component uh, of what's going on in your body totally spills over into everything else we try to separate emotions from <laughs> nutrients from this and from that but we're right. a singular unit you know so when something is is malfunctioning it's usually a sign of something that seems to be totally unrelated um, yep. lack of sleep can cause a, a world of problems. You know, they say, uh, people with, um, like sleep apnea have problems with, uh, you know, concentration because of lack of oxygen and like all of these different things that, that you wouldn't necessarily tie back to like, I didn't sleep well. Um, yeah, but it's all related. And, and I do think people, they use food improperly because they don't know how to use it properly.
1: And, we're yeah, not,
0: I, and honestly, we're not being taught as a society how to use food properly. We're not being educated properly. Uh, the more that I do research and the more that I learn, the more I'm really coming to see that, you know, in this country, for sure, the financial benefit of corporations is is prominent. And so yeah. people are misinformed and told whatever they need to be told so that corporations can make money on whatever it is they're trying to sell this week. Um, and that's why I think it's really important, just for my for my sake, to just educate myself on all the stuff people aren't talking about. Because that's right. really I, where the sweet spot is.
1: I think you hit on it. Like some people, some of us are, are under-informed, uninformed, if you will, and then there's <laughs> misinformed. Yes. <laughs> and I think everything has to be viewed with a skeptical eye. Like, mm, I don't know, which is why I guess I come to... Yeah. I'm going to test that on my body. Um, yeah. we talk about fake meat, um, burgers in a previous episodes. We've talked about it actually in several episodes before. And I, first I was a fan like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. 20 grams of protein. Yes. Awesome. 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 And then I started to notice, hold on. My body was like, I could, I process it seemingly fine, but I had a little bit of digestive dis- disturbance and I thought, mm, no, I don't, that doesn't happen when I eat sauteed spinach. Yeah. So let me just not do that. But it was kind of really like a micro expression. And if I weren't clear with my own body, I would not have really perceived that. Um, So it's super slippery. And I I do think to your point, yes, we can be under, we can be under informed. We can be misinformed. We can be um, partially informed and and it's important to be informed for sure. And then I, I would just add, and listen to your body. Yes. And that's the other thing I think
0: people have gotten away from. We don't know how to listen to our body. I, I talk about this in, in, in every podcast episode ever, right? It's like I had a dairy allergy. My doctor told me that it was a sinus problem. I'm taking Zyrtec and Mucinex and all of these things. We never talked about... She was partially right. I have an overproduction of mucus, which is clogging up my sinuses, which is causing an infection. But why do you have an overproduction of mucus in the first place that's really the heart of the problem the problem isn't the mucus the problem is how is the mucus getting there and why why do you have so much of it because mucus is uh is an immune response your body's basically i mean it's kind of nasty but it's trying to like catch all the germs (laughs) and get them out (laughs) i mean it's nasty it's like a slime ball you know really Mm. but why is your body trying to like why is it producing so much mucus what kind of germs is it trying to pick up you know Um, but we've gotten really out of touch with listening to our bodies. And then the other thing that's hard is when you do listen to your body, you kind of don't know what it's saying. You're like, I hear you. I do. I do hear you. It's like, you know, listening to a toddler. Like I get it. I get, I don't know what you're talking about, but you're real passionate about something right now. I just don't know what it
1: is. You know? Um, I think that analogy is perfect. And um, I was reading something just this morning about, because I'm super fascinated about Ayurvedic medicine and it talked about, and Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, and it talks about how um, when the liver is not functioning properly, that um, it can produce a volatile temper. And I wow. thought, huh. So someone's overreaction, angry, volatile temper could be a reflection of, misalignment in the body, which comes back to food, can come back to food. Okay. So what's happening? What can you do to support your liver, help detoxing to your point? You know, you said before, like let's have some beet juice through there. And and that's a generalization, right? Everybody's body is different, but it depends on what's happening, but it's just the idea that that food could help support the liver and it would show up in how a person responds to their environment. It's, It's powerful. And they've known about that. I mean, Ayurvedic medicine and traditional Chinese medicine is thousands of years old. Um, so that, it's so interesting because now it feels like it's like how Jen, Jen made an appointment in a previous episode. She's like, quinoa is this ancient grain that we somehow rediscovered. <laughs> never heard of it. Yeah. I didn't eat it growing up. Um, no, broccolini no, no. is another one. Like for me, like I never ate broccolini growing up. All of a sudden I'm at a restaurant. I'm like, broccolini, what is broccolini? Oh, it's broccoli. Yeah. Where? Um, but... The idea that there are these other branches of medicine is um, that take the body as a holistic component, I think that's, for me, that's a distinction um, that Western medicine treats the symptom. Okay, you have overproduction of mucus, but why do I have overproduction of mucus? What's happening in my body that it's not producing the right amount? Um, yeah. And the idea that food heals us, I think is something that most, at least I feel like most Americans are not truly in touch with. We, are, we eat for pleasure and oftentimes we eat for comfort. Um, but unless a person has aligned to a specific kind of diet to treat something, including veganism, because people sometimes use veganism to uh, treat a disease or to look a certain way or whatever, they're still kind of placating and not really aligning to the principles of the body and what's best for that individual bio-organism. Um, uh,
0: yeah you know it's it's really fascinating and like the thing that i always think is interesting with you know people who subscribe to veganism or whatever um for these kind of superficial reasons a lot of them miss out on really what veganism and a plant-based lifestyle is supposed to be about it's supposed to be about the nutrients and the balance right and helping your body getting rid of the processed foods, getting rid of the chemically treated foods, giving your body like the real nutrients that it is designed to process, um, and living in a, in a healthier way. Whereas like when you talked about the fake meats beyond meat burger and that sort of thing. Um, and it is so interesting because we all were fans of the, you know, fake meats, plant baked meats, plant-based meats when they first came out but uh, I mean now they're almost being recalled you know because they're like "Eh." one of these brands actually um, can't remember which one Uh, I'll look it up but they were saying that they actually never said that their plant-based burgers were vegan Mm they just said that they were plant-based and so you know it's like it's become this craze and this fad but it's so superficial. That's not really the,
1: the principle.
0: Yeah. It's not the guiding principle. It's not the foundation of, of veganism and a plant-based lifestyle. The, the foundation is to get the nutrients that you need and to help your body to be balanced and to make sure that you're getting variety, you know, in your diet, uh, nutritional variety. Um, and that's not what people are subscribing to it for.
1: Right. Uh, Generally speaking. Right. And and also compassion for animals and for the environment. Right. As an expression of compassion for our own bodies, because plants are easier to digest. They are just easier on our system. Um, And I think that's that's what gnaws on me when people say, you know, I started eating plants and then I was hungry all the time. Well, yeah, Yeah, because you understand the load that meat puts and cheese, these animal products that actually you understand what load it puts on your system? So when you remove that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it seems to move things through more quickly. That's yeah. how it's designed. Um, Not to mention the processed
0: foods have so many things in them that your body cannot even identify that it literally just stores it away for later. It's like, you know, having a computer with all your tabs open. You're like, I don't know which one is which, just keep it open. I come back to it later, you know? And and so, of course, you're going to feel full if you're never actually processing the food that you're eating. You're eating it, but your body is never actually processing it the way it's supposed to. So, yeah, you're going to feel full. But when you start giving yourself, you know, whole organic compounds to work with, your body's like, I know what this is. Yeah, send it over there. We're done. What's the next thing, you know? Yeah. And there's, and no, that- there's no harm in that. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah. And then to come back to the theme of this episode about how that can absolutely influence the expression of your genes. I mean, imagine uh, I was reading and I was doing some research about, um, you know, you take twins with the identical genetic blueprint, but the expression of the gene, one gets cancer and one doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. That there's something there that begs a question there. And it's not just diet, probably. It's also emotional state and environmental factors and a host of other things. But it makes the argument... That, or at least it raises the question of like, it's not just genes. We're not just a product of our genes. And um, we have so much more, as you said, control over, over the outcome of our health. We, we just need to really get conscious about that and, and embrace that power. It's a power, um, which I for myself have not always embraced. I felt like, why can't I just eat you, my mom, my husband at the time, y'all could eat whatever, seemingly eat whatever you want and I'm the one trying to navigate, you know, and figure out why I can't eat, blah, 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 blah. And um, I think that was a limiting factor for a while when, in fact, it's quite it's quite a powerful uh, stance to come from if you can embrace it, if you can embrace that, hey, uh, my body doesn't like that and that's okay.
0: Right. And I think that's the other part, too, is the changing the way that you see it, you know, and not looking at it as either feeling left out or feeling like you have no control, like my genetics are going to be my genetics and and putting yourself back, you know, to use your words, you, you to put yourself in your power position, you know, of like, I'm going to be in charge of my own health and I'm going to be in charge of my own. And no, this doesn't make me feel good. And that's fine. I'm going to eat the stuff that does make me feel good. And to understand that other people are eating for their biology and for what works for them. And like, we don't have to be cookie cutter and we don't have to all like the same thing and eat the same things and respond the same to the same things. Like everybody's body is different and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and using it to your advantage. Absolutely. It's, it's not a crippling thing. It's, it's your own unique power, really. Yeah. And
1: harnessing your power. And when we think about with babies, I mean, they don't judge that they like something or don't like something. It's like, yeah, no, (laughs) not eating that, or I'm sending that back. I told you, I don't like that one way or another that's coming out and it's not going to be pretty. Um, and we don't judge that. We're just like, Oh, she doesn't like, you know, this or that. But I think as adults, we kind of judge that we can be in a place depending on our environment where we can judge that. And it's like, that was true in my case. Um, but there's just, that's all the emotional, psychological, socially enforced stuff that's happening outside of actually the biology responding and giving us a signal, right? right? Um, I highly, audience, if you're listening, I highly do recommend the China study. It is not an easy read. It's mostly about the compelling evidence that that supports um, how important it is to align to a plant-based lifestyle, a study that was conducted in China over 20 years Evaluating um, the different ways that people eat and how it affects them long term. Um, I highly recommend that at least pick it up and um, look at the chapters on the various diseases, it talks about diseases of affluence, um, the various diseases, and what the evidence um, suggests is a compelling and contributing factor to these different things. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, from this, so you, the quote comes from the book, uh, nutrition book, right? It comes
0: from my nutrition studies. I don't know that it was in the book or in some
1: supplementary information, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it talk more about that? Does it talk more about give some examples, oh, for example?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, the nutrition course that I'm taking, it's actually by precision nutrition Um, which you can find them online, such a great course. I highly recommend it. Um, But it does talk about that. It talks about your genes. uh, It talks about um, eating for your genes. Uh, It talks about understanding things like cancer um, and what causes cancer cells to kind of turn on and what can help them turn off. Um, Understanding how different compounds work in the body I mean, it it goes all the way. I love the course. It started with like, honestly, all the way down to the cell, like your cells and making sure that you're fueling for healthy cells. Because if you're, if, if you're healthy on the molecular level, then of course, everything else is gonna Mm. be (laughs) Mm. golden, you know? So it talks about,
1: Mm,
0: yeah, mm. yeah. And it's kind of amazing because they're like, you know, your body, basically everything starts off with a cell and then those cells multiply and they create tissue and then the tissue creates organs and then the organs create organ systems and then <laughs> the organ systems create the organism, which is you, you know? So if you're eating in a way that you are fueling the smallest
1: component,
0: component, but what seems to be like the most insignificant part was really actually the major part. If you're, if you're feeding your cells and your cells are healthy and they are inputting and outputting, they are taking in nutrients and they are getting rid of waste the way that they're supposed to, then your whole body is going to function properly as a whole. Exactly. Mm.
1: Exactly. Mm. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um,
0: I mean, it made my brain hurt. Chapter one, chapter two, I was like, oh my gracious, what are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) you know what, maybe I don't actually want to take this course. I thought we were going to talk about some carrots and some celery. Yeah, (laughs) we're talking about organs and tissue. But once I got into it, um, it was really fascinating. And one thing that I like about the course is that they recommend all these videos, too, because I'm a visual learner. So they recommend all these videos that, like, really break it down for you um, and help you see it in a way that's practical um, and help you put things together differently so that you can make better choices. Mm. And, and for them, it, it's, a course, that at the end you're a certified nutritionist. Um, so they're, they want you to also be able to educate other people. And at the jealous vegan, that's what we strive to do. I mean, I, we really take in all of this information so that we can send it back out to you guys. Cause we really just want to equip everyone in our community to just be educated and be great, and and enjoy their journey, and and you know make the, the best decisions that they can for themselves. So,
1: absolutely, yep. Yeah. And audience, as you're if you're listening to this episode and you're like, that sounds great, but how? And you'd like to be supported around this journey? Please do send us a message on Instagram, direct message on Instagram, and tell us what your biggest challenge is. We'd love to hear from you, um, and to support you in your journey. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Lisa? I think that's a. Sounds like we might be at a good place to stop. But anything else?
0: I don't think so. I was just flipping through the book quickly to see if there was anything in that genetic part that um stood out. Oh my gosh! This, I'm telling you, chapter one, chapter two. I was like, what?
1: You and I are gonna be a powerhouse. I'm gonna take the herbot. I want to say herbologist, but that's not right. The herbal course is is herbal. I don't think it's herbology, uh, but herbal course. (laughs) And you got the... Well, ology
0: ology is always the study of. So herbology, the Mm -hmm. study of herbs?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any courses that say herbology. They say herbalist. So that was going to... Yeah, I had to correct my brain on that. Um, So maybe there's a distinction. I don't know it. Audience, don't hold me to it because, you know, I haven't taken the course yet. (laughs) But uh, yeah, together with herbs and the proper nutrition, um, you can absolutely take back power over your health in a in a way that puts you in the driver's seat um, and not at the mercy of of anyone else uh, for your health. And that's where you, that's the power place. It's the place you want to be. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.